Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host who casually supports the Cowboys, Mozzie. <laughs> I wouldn't say I casually. Well, I mean, I like a lot of their players. And yeah, stuff. it's more it's more player based, and so it just turns into like a little bit of Cowboys support. Right. I wouldn't say I'm a Cowboys fan, but I do. I I think Dak is awesome. I really like Dak. Yeah, like, just like from what I've seen as a person to how well he plays to being a bit of an underdog, to his support of mental illness. Like, uh, he's got a lot of wholesome characteristics. It's hard not to like him, even though I generally root against the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, I guess I'll say more uh, casually supports Cowboys players then. There we go. <laughs> but, yeah, so today we are previewing week six. We already got through the Thursday game. Picked that right. Surprise. Um Okay, we, my original prediction was thirty-one twenty-two. Yeah, we were really I close. I think we got pretty close, right? Yeah, if there had been literally any more time left on the clock, if they had one more time right. out, it would have been that. It would have been that. Yeah, they got the twenty-two, and, they, and I cracked because we laughed. You're like, they're gonna get some stupid score, like twenty-two. Yep, because like they're gonna be behind and you go for a two-pointer. That's literally what we exactly. said. I was cracking up when they got to twenty-two. Oh man! But nailed that one. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So, yeah, we got uh, the London game. We've got Miami at, uh, I'll say, I'll even say at Jacksonville because that feels almost accurate when we're talking about London. It does, right? It's, <laughs> it is home for the Jaguars. Yeah, it's where they play best. So, and where they play the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we want to like set a baseline for playing, then yes. Uh, but, yeah, we're <laughs> supposed to have two of back here, so that's kind of the big uh, part of this. And yeah. I think why, I assume why we're picking Miami here. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that was a big part of it. If it had been Brissett, I was pretty content with picking Jacksonville this week. Yeah, I, I'm a little concerned because like Xavier Howard and Devontae Parker are out, but I think having Tua in versus Brissett against what you know the the Jags. Let's you know not so I get ahead of ourselves here. They've been decent, <laughs> but it is still the Jags. So I'm not expecting like a blowout or anything, but I'm expecting Miami to win. I know, but part of me is just like, it's this is like Jacksonville stomping ground. <laughs> and I remember the last time Miami went to London and they played the uh, Ravens. I think it was the Ravens. Oh, gosh. And yeah. they <laughs> got Schmeckeldorf. I want to say by Joe Flacco, but it might have been Lamar. I don't remember how recent it was. I don't think we've had Lamar in a London game. I think it was Flacco. Oh, man. That's a fun <laughs> sentence to say. Smackledorf by Flacco in London. That sounds like that sounds like a code phrase or something. They're being Smackledorf by Flacco. Oh God. Oh gosh. So for this game, um, I think we can both agree on J. Rob with this one. Yarp. Yeah. When you get your running back against Miami, that's a sign. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Jacksonville ranks fairly high up on on the uh, rush ranks this week for my for my O line stuff and. A lot of that is because of how bad Miami is at uh, stopping the run. So, yeah, the uh, Dolphins lose most of their games in the trenches, mm-hmm. and and the Jacksonville line's been 
like good. <laughs> as weird as that is to say, they've been good. That's kind of they're good at run blocking. Yeah, and yeah, they they, they fit well with James Robinson. So def- definitely into him here. Um, as far as pass catching op- pass catching options, I don't really have any uh, preference because they're gonna apparently try to throw to Tavon Austin and Jamal Agnew. So I don't know <laughs> what to do there. Uh, but for Miami, I think Gasecki makes a lot of sense with uh, Tua coming back from his first game from IR. We know he and his tight ends rift. Like, Gasecki wasn't doing well to start the year, but that I don't think that was Tua-based. I think that was playtime-based. and so Yeah, he only had, what, 40% of snaps week one? Yeah, it was so wild. <clears throat> it was baffling. So, right. assuming he's getting all those snaps, they're going to need him because it's, it's like pretty much just him and Waddle again. So Waddle, Waddle. Crack a bottle. I do like Waddle, your body, too. Waddle. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like dislike him. I, th- I think he should be in for a much better week than last week, given the competition here. Um, right. So maybe I should put him in here too. But Gusecki sticks out just among a bad position overall. And that's that's kind of why I listed him instead of Waddle, just because you know if they're both going to do well, a tight end doing well is a lot more rare than, than a uh, receiver yeah. doing well. And that was seen, drafted in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've seen them connect well or a lot in the past. So I dig it. Mm-hmm. But anything else from this game? Our, uh, our mostly Trevor. Lo- I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably fine with Xavier Howard out, and yeah, that helps. J Rob will probably get catches too because they didn't just use Hyde all the time. <laughs> they tried a little bit, but it was mostly Robinson getting the touches. You know, like I think Jacksonville. We've talked about them. They're kind of improving a little bit each each week, getting a little pluckier, and no Xavier Howard. Like you said, makes his life easier. And I'm curious how Lawrence is going to be in London, right? Yeah, because I was gonna say, oh, we can call him like T London, but then I'm like, wait, we've got Tua Tagovai London, and so that his that <laughs> name pun, getting a pun on Tua's last name is a, a rarity and might be my tiebreaker here. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, probably because like Lawrence is also a first name, you know. Yeah, that I guess yeah, he does have two first names, huh? He's got two first names. <laughs> what was a crowd pleaser? So, <laughs> but next up, we've got uh, Green Bay at Chicago. We both have Green Bay. I don't think that's a shock. Yeah. I almost took Chicago, though. Really? But no A-Rob, as far as I'm aware, he might be out or on a limited snap. Oh, uh, it's always been, like, questionable throughout the week. Well, you know, since they switched the play calling up, they looked a lot better last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think Green Bay's defense stinks against the run, so I could see Fields just kind of running a lot this game. And I also don't think that, like, Herbert is... A giant drop-off from Damian there. Uh, he is a rookie. He's definitely less experienced, and he's not as bulky, but I think Herbert could be pretty solid, too. So I kind of like the run game against the Packers. Chicago's played Green Bay well at home, as far as I can remember, and they often have lost on a you know last-second Hail Mary <laughs> to, Rand- to Randall Cobb. So I, uh, <laughs> oh god, I could kind of see that kind of thing happening again. I don't think this is a blowout. I could be totally wrong, um, but I think this is a pretty close game. I have Green Bay, but barely. Yeah. So right now, Green Bay is favored by six. Although it did start at minus four and a half, and it's it's been bet more in favor of Green Bay. The total. Yeah, I wonder low, how much of that is like a Rob, the a Rob news. Possibly, yeah. Because yeah, if he doesn't play, that makes it pretty hard on them. Yeah, if he does, got, I like, mean, no if he weapons. doesn't play, I'm not giving them really much of a shot. But <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I kind of like picking against the spread here. Hmm. Yeah, six is a weird one, just because it's like, like, like if you had like 
you know, even seven, that'd be a little better just because you could get a push if it's a touchdown. But uh, Chicago's D line is good and gets pressure. And no, they've I been getting pressure. That, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I I don't think the Packers O line is very good. Um, they, they've I been think missing they're playing some guys because they were missing, missing uh, Jenkins and their center last week. Are they are they either expected to be back? The center is back. I don't know about Jenkins. Yeah, he he's limited and questionable. Uh, that, that what I see here. And I was like, if the Bengals can get two sacks on Rodgers, then like the Bears should be able to as well, right? Even yeah. if they do have linemen back. Yeah, their their defense <laughs> their defense played really well against the Raiders last week. So, and you know how much the Raiders have been throwing. So <laughs> that's an, and they're also better against the run, and that kind of limits the Aaron Jones you know, up the gut play, even though I think Jones is fine because of catches. Um, it's just, it's an interesting matchup. I think they play it tough. Yeah, I, I do think we're setting up for another probably Devontae week, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get every week's Devontae week, but Chicago's weakness is for sure their secondary on defense. Like we talk about, like, their the talent in their front seven a lot. But, you know, if yeah. Devontae's up against, like, Kendall Vildor or Duke Shelley, <laughs> like... Yeah, no? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, for for the Bears, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for Fields to potentially have to maybe do more because we've not seen him have to do Put much. The team on his back. Yeah, because you know? since since we've had the Bill Lazor play calling, it's been Bears controlling the game. He's just running a bunch, running a bunch. So if they have a Rob and they have to pass, I'm like, oh, that could be you know interesting outlook here. But yeah, I think you mentioned Khalil Herbert. He's kind of the main uh, guy here. I'm assuming Damian Williams doesn't play. Pretty much whenever I see someone go on the COVID list, I'm just assuming they're not playing that week. Yeah, it's going to be really tough, and they're saying they don't expect him to. Yeah, because they put him on the COVID list on Thursday. Like, there's almost no fucking way. Right. And I know he was, like, limited in practice. He had, like, some foot and knee kind of banged up, so this will give him mm. a chance to, like, you know, let that recover. But obviously he's got to, you know, deal with his COVID. <laughs> so, deal with the COVID. Yeah, so Herbert uh, comes into play here against a bad Green Bay defense. And so with Herbert, um, we're going to be... T- so I'm going to start talking about... Like I mentioned, DraftKings prices. I'm also going to bring in Super Draft prices, or like the, the multipliers, I should say. And yeah. uh, he's a full 2x over there. Because, like, so like Damien was like 1.5 or something. But yeah, Khalil Herbert's a full, uh, like, 2 times multiplier. So he's definitely live over there. Oh, Yeah. It's pretty cheap on DraftKings, but on DraftKings, like, Daryl's only 4.9, so it's like, eh, well, I'd rather go there, but <laughs> definitely some good running back options this week on the cheap. Oh, yeah, a lot of injuries. Yeah, like, a lot of injuries popped up today, like, and that's why I'm glad, I'm really glad we didn't do this yesterday, because this would have changed the show a lot. I would have been like, oh, yeah. oh, fuck, I would be editing it, and I'd be like, motherfucker. So All of our picks would have to be, well, if this person doesn't play, or if this person does play... Yeah. Which is annoying. There's even like <laughs> even like ones we didn't expect, like with Cleveland that we'll get to. Like I saw some guys on practice and like, oh they'll probably play because I hadn't heard like any severity of stuff. So mm-hmm. okay, glad we waited. But uh next up we've got Cincinnati at Detroit. The cap battle here. We both have Cincy <laughs> here. I part of me wanted to take Detroit. Part of me did too, especially after that text from Campbell. Where he was just, you know, talking about how much he loves his team. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like he could will his team into a victory with his heart. Yeah, I know when I was originally doing the schedule, uh, I did give them this one. 
but the mm-hmm. Bengals have been a lot better than I expected. No, it's not a lot better. The, the Bengals have been hitting their ceiling outcome, and so their defense has been playing better than I expected. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's been the big boost for the Bengals, and where the like the Bengals like are going to be able to be run heavy again, as Zach Taylor wants to be apparently. Um, uh-huh. At least early down wise, it sounds like Mixon is much better now. Last week was kind of like I get, probably a test. They're listing him as limited, but. Uh, Taylor said he'll have a full workload, and since P. Ryan's on the COVID list, it's just Chris Evans behind him. So, I think yeah, kind of have to. Uh, I saw he had like a, he didn't practice one day, and it looked like it was because they wanted to give the backup some work because P. Ryan wasn't playing. Yeah, so which I thought made sense. So I do expect Mixon. I hopefully, I mean, I'd like to see Chris Evans see the field just like a tiny bit, but yeah, I think I think it's back. Yeah, this could be getting into getting him like a little involved, but I think Mixon's in line for a good game. Like I actually listed he I listed both running backs as a banger, which is kinda rare, right. but they'll both like Mick Mixon like has has he been catching passes more? Anyway, but Swift catches tons of passes. He's he's tons. like one of those running backs where like Swift and Eckler, you can play them with the opposing running back and like your DFS lineups because like you're not going to cap Eckler or Swift ceiling if the game script isn't going well because of how right. much receiving work they both get. So It's like they're both Chase Edmonds, and they're both potentially going to need to <laughs> catch a lot of balls, but also they're James Conner, so they're also going to get... <laughs> so, like, they don't... Yeah, it's interesting. I like both of them as well, uh, Swift and Mixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mixon got four targets in week one, but not much... Uh, in following weeks so I'm kind of curious how that goes but the temps are going to be there and we saw Madison run all over Detroit just just a week ago so I I think Mason can do it too um the the passing games here though so Cincinnati is all helped in the passing game but Detroit uh they lost Cephas and Hawkinson's been banged up I think Mm -hmm. he'll continue to play but I don't know how effective it will be yeah I feel like he might be He's kind of blocking Sin right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this puts... I did, oh, good. I was going to say, I did. I thought I read that Hawkinson like didn't have any setbacks from last week, so he's still progressing, but I okay. still don't think he's 100%. Yeah, like, he's, at least he's practicing, but it's all limited practicing, so it's, you know, not, not ideal, but at least he's not missing practice. So m- maybe it is something where he can just, like, practice, like, a little bit and kind of improve but with yeah so with Cephas out um I pretty much just all ball like it's Amon Ross St. Brown and Khalif Raymond and so yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown we saw him get a lot of targets last week and I think Goff kind of talked about wanting, wanting to get to him more and you know having trust in him so yeah I mean he's flashed I think he looks really good he's very cheap on a super draft yeah he's also the full 2x so yep. could be someone um, if you're running like uh like you know, T. Higgins at 1.5, you pair him with the two bags. I'm, I'm on Ross St. Brown and try to <laughs> get a bunch of value out of that. There we go. And I think ultimately it just lends itself to more swift because yeah. he just catches the ball so much that he's going to have to be sort of like one of their underneath receivers this game. Yeah. I've seen people saying that like, if like like oh if Hawkinson misses like fire up DeAndre Swift because it's gonna be all him I'm like well it's gonna be only him like I right. w- I want Hawkinson in there for blocking and to occupy the defense because if he's gone 
Like they will they will just focus on Swift like the whole game. Exactly. Like Bateman's like or sorry not Bateman. Bates is gonna be just like playing up in the box like the whole time, I guess, if if Hawkinson misses. Oh, definitely. So yeah, but uh since he passing game, obviously I'm not like concerned about it all. It's just, you know, I'm I think this is gonna be one of those games where like Cincinnati continues a really slow play, slow pace because they've been running oh. at the slowest pace in the league so far this year. Yep, and I expect the same to continue. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, this is a, really the scenario where they're gonna get pushed out of that. But it it, it is a pace up play for them technically because Detroit, like you know, in their neutral script, still plays you know at a moderate pace. But I don't I don't think it's gonna matter quite enough just because. I don't know how much neutral script we have for Detroit, really. Right. So, but next up, we have uh, Houston at Indy. Uh, surprise. Taking Indy. Taking um, Indy. And uh, taking the uh, Indianapolis Jonathan Taylors, I guess we can say. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you get Jonathan Taylor against a bad defense, and one that uh, is tied for the league league and missed tackles, and that sounds like a recipe <laughs> for failure for Houston's defense. Yep. <laughs> And uh, it's still Mills right now. Taylor's not back. Um, I think Coley did say Tyrod will be the starter when he's back, but for now it's still Mills. Still Mills. Mm-hmm. I, I heard. <laughs> I heard. I heard someone call him uh, General Mills. I'm like, that's pretty great. <laughs> oh, that's great, General. Mills. <laughs> On like two fronts. Yeah, it's like so good. General Mills. Mm-hmm. Hey, if he plays like he did last week, this is gonna be a fun game. For much to my surprise. Yeah, and uh, I mean. The Colts defense, we saw how bad they looked last week, and they had all those corner injuries. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you really need us to say, oh, hey, play Jonathan Taylor, but I, I do <laughs> like Brandon Cooks for a bounce back here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, because I'm looking So through. I think um, one of the questions I have to pause it here is, is, is Mills a stream option? I, I kind of <laughs> feel like he might be. I don't, I, like, I'm having a little trouble with it. So with Indy, right, their secondary's butts, but their pass rush is fairly good. I think the Texans' offense is one that their defense matches up better against than someone like Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not in. I'm not super sold on it, but I do think like Brandon Cooks probably has a good day. So I don't hate Mills to get you like a decent floor this game, just not a super high ceiling. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through like my like pressure race and stuff. So Indy's actually been bottom of the league in pressure rate in pressure rate well, yeah look at who they've played also true well no, like it's it's they count like pressure not just like sacks right because like i like with like with lamar like to, like especially now like okay in general pressure rates better but especially now with all these mobile quarterbacks pressure rates super important because you can pressure kyler and lamar all day but only get like one sack um well, I mean, right. they they played some bad lines. Like they played the Dolphins, and like, the Ravens yeah, line is like lines. good. And the yeah, Titans the big problem though up. with uh, the Texans is they don't have Laramie Tunsil. Oh uh, yeah, that is that does suck. Who is kind of their only good lineman? Yeah, and uh, the Colts they were also missing a lot of guys last week. I know they're missing like Quiddy Pay and like Rocky Sid mm-hmm. and stuff, who should be back this week, which will help them definitely. But yeah, I, uh, Muhammad gets double teamed a lot, and I, I think Buckner is more for the run. But they they were missing pay last week. Yeah, and like once you get to missing enough guys on defense, you get to like a pretty discombobulated group. And if half the guys haven't had much game time together, it's gonna be tough. So, oh yeah, 
And I'm, yeah, Muhammad against uh, the backup to Tunsil might be pretty rough. <laughs> could, Beesh, could, could be a big oof, but I, I, is it, is it weird to say I'm excited to see how Davis Mills does? Because I am. We've had like a really weird group of games for him. <laughs> and so, I don't know. What if he ends up good? What if Davis Mills is good? <laughs> That'd be crazy. It'd be the first time I've seen a rookie go up against Belichick like that. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never, I haven't seen it. The only guy I've ever seen do that was Watson, and I don't think he was a rookie. Do Do the Texans have Bill's number? <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Brien told him the formula from his time there. Give me the formula. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, but uh, with Indy as well, um, I think Pitts is in a good spot. As much as mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor should carry the show, uh, Pittman could have a really efficient day, even if they right. don't pass a lot just because of how bad Houston's secondary is. Yeah, I think Pittman might be a nice uh, PPR guy. Not like a, I think he's just going to, like you said, efficient. Like I think he's probably in the seven catches of like eight targets sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be like efficient yardage too, like if, if he just ends up beating them deep. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I got to bring up is we do... Of course. Get T.Y. back, baby. This week we get T.Y. Hilton back. And as many of you who have played fantasy for a little while know, T.Y. Hilton loves to play the Texans. He loves it. He wishes every game could be against the Texans. Because when he plays the Texans, he gets like 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I don't think he's going to be in the whole game. But I think if he has three receptions, they probably are for over 50 to 80 yards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I would love to see a Ty week randomly against the Texans here, like right right off IR. Just, no one expects it. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably available in virtually every league because he is an afterthought right now. But yeah, he's gonna come back, and if he's good to go, I mean, if Wentz can connect with uh, Paris Campbell pretty quickly, I think he can connect with Ty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I want to look and see what his uh, super draft price is because if he's also two X, that could be kind of intriguing. Not that I, not that I'm gonna endorse playing Ty right away this week, but we know right. we know how much fun he tends to have against the Texans. So oh, yeah. I'm not saying do it, but I'm not saying don't do it. <laughs> so he is. Uh, I don't see him on the list here. Maybe he's like not on there because he's been inactive. Or did I just maybe do wrong? Yeah, I don't see him on the list. Maybe we'll add him. Now that they say they expect him to play, he might get added in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyone else from this game before we uh, jump on? Nah, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, next, we up, both picked the Colts. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, both picked the Colts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> next up, we've got the Rams at Giants. We're both picking the Rams. Uh, I think the big thing from here was it seems like Daniel Jones is going to play, which kind of surprises me based on how rough, <laughs> how concussed he looked at, at during yeah. that game. <laughs> He was very concussed looking. <laughs> yeah, when you get up and just like wobble and fall over, I'm assuming you're not playing the next week. It's like some people when they're blacked out can completely mask the fact that they're drunk. And there are some people when they're blacked out that you can tell immediately and they need to go home. Yeah, you're like, please get home now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but him being back, I mean, he's actually been a pretty good fantasy option this year. Um, yeah. How do you feel about... Uh, it feels weird saying Jones. I'm just going to say Dimes. How do you feel about Dimes this week? Uh, uh, it is the Rams. The problem is, like, the Rams have given up a lot of points to quarterbacks for they, fantasy. I mean, they did play Kyler and Brady. 
Yeah, that doesn't uh, help. <laughs> right. Seattle, Russ got 20, Kyler got 24, Brady got 29, Wentz got 17 and a half. Yeah, like, I, I could see more of the, the Wentz total, uh, mm-hmm. just because, like, a lot of those guys you lifted off are pretty damn good, and so, like, eh, it's a little, little tougher. Um, I will say, if, like, because Andrew Thomas, I don't think he played last week, if he's not playing this week, that would be really rough, missing... You know, I'd say arguably your best lineman against the Rams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's you know, never ideal. <laughs> um, what really worries me is that they're doing Billy Price at center and Ben Bredesen and those guys at guard against Aaron Donald. Yeah. The the, tr- the trench matchup could be a big problem for, uh, <laughs> for, for Dimes and his team here. Um, so Galladay is expected to be out. I think he might have been already ruled out. And then Shepard looks like he's going to play. And Tony and uh, Slayton are questionable. I think they'll both go. So I'm curious how they do it because Shepard's their slot guy. But mm-hmm. they've been putting... Uh, like, they've been putting... Uh, Tony, Tony there, in the right? Slot. Yeah. So he, he's played outside a little bit and he's done fine. So they, they might just put him out there and be like, all right, Rook, go ahead. Go ahead. Because, yeah, he, he played a lot of slot week four, but they gave him some out wide time. And then in week five, they gave him more time out wide. It kind of makes sense uh, to do that. You don't really want to put Tony out wide and Shepard in the slot. I think it would make more sense. Because I've seen Shepard play outside, too. Yeah. That, uh, they move him out and put Tony in there. Yeah. they. I feel like they'll probably just move it around a lot. I, I mean. It's Jason Gary, you know? Well, <laughs> but yeah, no, probably. They'll probably move it around. They should. Like, maybe get a little bit of John Ross in there. On a little John Ross. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't think they're going to... Like, I have no clue if they'll have Ramsey shadow, just because, like, I mean, who who would it be shadowing of the group, I guess? Right. <laughs> so they might just have him play aside and then let the Giants do whatever on moving guys. Because, like, it's a- if, if I'm the Rams, like, I don't know if I want Ramsey on Tony... I probably wouldn't either. I mean, like, ideally, you would have Ramsey for Galladay. And yeah, just, I guess he'd be, I guess he'd yeah. be better for Shepard, honestly. But they may just leave him on a side at that rate. Yeah, or Slayton. I think he'll probably just be on a side, like if Slayton does play. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really <laughs> tough to pick a, someone in this game. I think I would. I like Tony still, though, and I probably like Evan Engram a little bit. Yeah, maybe this is finally the Evan Ingram game once, like, some receivers are back. Because, <laughs> like, the the Giants are going to have to throw. Yeah. They're probably going to have some people way up high to prevent the big plays. So I kind of see a little middle-of-the-field stuff being open. So yeah. I, that leads me to a little bit of Ingram. Mm-hmm. It could also be, you know, it could end up being a lot of PPR for Devin Booker, too, uh, replacing Saquon here. Because we've seen Devin Booker a lot throughout his career be a good receiving back, and then... Last week, I mean, I know receivers were missing, but with, I mean, Galladay missing, they're probably going to need to get more receptions out to uh, the running back. And we see, we've seen the Rams be susceptible to some running games, too. So, I I, I was I was going to be really concerned about Booker if it were uh, Glennon, but since we're getting dimes, I'm a little more intrigued by Booker this week. Mm. Now, with this game, I do think that Jones can do a lot for this game with his legs. 
Um, now, he just had a concussion, so he probably shouldn't run. <laughs> but that but would be very ideal for this matchup is to have him. Because the interior of the pocket's going to collapse. He's going to have to scramble out, and he might need to run a bit. Mm-hmm. So I do think that he could have some rushing potential. But he's just going to have to slide, please. <laughs> do the yeah, slide. Please, I'm slide. Um, I do have one of my sort of bangers of the week, though, with Henderson. Ooh, yeah. I think he's in a pretty good spot. He's in a pretty good spot. I expect the Rams to kind of control most of the game. And, well, we've seen the Giants against running backs. It's not pretty. Yeah, the Rams have one of the top uh, rushing matchups for uh, the stretches this week between their own blocking and the Giants' lack of push. So, yeah. And he, he, uh, Stafford should have plenty of time, too. Like, I think, like, we could have, I think we could have, you know, I want to say even a cut bounce back because it sounds weird to call it that, but. I mean, if they're going to be getting ahead on the Giants, I mean, Cup seems like the really likely option. Because they they, they got the Robert Woods week in in last week. I don't know if they'll force it to him as much. So It's tough to say. Does does Woods do a lot of slot work? They move move the guys around so much. Sean Sean McVay always does that. Just moving everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like... Like, I expect the slot to be a weak point uh, for the Giants' defense. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who the slot corner is. I'll pull it up. But, yeah, McVay, like, because, like, they'll they'll pull, like, Cup off the field sometimes when they're going to receiver, too, just because they'd like to keep him, like, almost exclusively in the slot. But they will, Uh like, they will move him around if they need to. So, slot corner for uh, the Giants has been Julian Love primarily. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I trust trust Cup against him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why'd watch it be Van Jefferson week now? (laughs) I thought about that. He is, uh, he's mad cheap on DraftKings. He's like 3,400, so he might be salary relief if you're going the, the chief stack this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely agree on Henderson. He's in a great spot. Should be a favorable game script. Um, the only concern, I guess, would be, you know, he's had some like lingering injury stuff and, you know, Sony's been taking uh, snaps from him. I know. But I think, I think the latter is because of the former, but I don't think I've seen Henderson on the injury report this week. So we may be good to go. We may be in the clear. Yeah, they don't have him listed, so I'm I'm hoping he's good to go. Yeah, and he he's a pretty uh, solid price this week too. So, but next up we've got uh, the aforementioned KC Washington, pretty oh, much yeah. the the banger game of the week, uh, as as Vegas is saying. We've got a 54 and a half total. Kansas City favored by six and a half here. Woof. Might be. I don't know. I, I it's probably not too high. I so I mean this isn't a classic start of the week, you know, having one opinion by the end of the week completely flipping. I went from, you know, I might pick Washington here. That was I was actually on that train just because of how bad Kansas City's defense is and if Washington's defense turns it on then that's they're at a huge mismatch from what they both are good at. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Kansas City's defense sucks, so you put an average offense against them it doesn't matter. But if you put a good defense against them and their strength is their offense, then you start having problems. But as the week's gone on, I've kind of just full swung into, I think Pat Mahomes throws at minimum five touchdowns. Oh, I mean, yep. Washington's not going to stop them. They didn't stop the Falcons. They didn't stop Jameis Winston. Like they're, I don't think they're going to get any, you know, I don't think they're going to keep the Chiefs from doing whatever they want. <laughs> yep. So... Yeah, I think the, the, main, the main thing is yeah. just keep an eye on Tyreek Hill because he's questionable right now. I think he's going to play, but, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, that makes it a lot tougher. Well, on the Chiefs in general, but it would 
send a lot of targets, I think, towards Mecole and also towards Daryl Williams, who's, uh, you know, if you had Clyde, you probably blew your fab on him, and I think he's a solid play this week as well. Oh, definitely. Um, there's just, <laughs> like, the Washington's de- Washington football team's defense is very, very polarized. All their strength is up front. Their secondary is not quite as good this year, and uh-huh. that's making the pressure they get on quarterbacks somewhat useless because they're, they can put pressure on them, but it doesn't matter because the wide receiver is open. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to them before – like before they release the ball, it doesn't matter at all. And unfortunately, the Chiefs' old line is pretty damn good and pretty healthy. Yeah, Mahomes is so, kind of hard to sack too. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes is kind of hard to sack. So I think it's a 1 p.m. Mahomes smash play. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, with DFS, like I was looking at other options. Like, man, it's really hard to get away from this game. Yep. And like, if if you're playing it, I think you want to kind of look into ways to get a little different. And one of the ways I think to do so is with J.D. McKissick. Hey, so, I just put his name in here, too. <laughs> yeah, I had him under stream just because, I mean, Gibson is still there, obviously. Um, and like he Oh, can, Smooches, that's yeah, right. Yep, Smooches, yeah, <laughs> McKissick, yeah. I, I saw people call him, like, Smooches. I'm like, you know, that's a solid name for him. It is but, a solid name. Yeah, in, in the two games where Washington's put up 30, um, McKissick's had really good games. And McKissick's, you know, a solid player. They're missing a lot of receivers, too, and so he's going to have to be running routes a lot, and I expect him to pick up some slack because, like, I have Adam Humphreys here, too, but, you know, if they don't want to rely on Adam Humphreys and DeAndre Carter, like, maybe McKissick's running a lot of lout, like a lot of routes. Like, they could be doing, you know, some two running back shit this game. So Oh, yeah. I, I Like, McKissick should pick up some slack. They're also still missing Luka Thomas, and so a lot of guys out, and... I think McKissick probably is there, maybe, and it's probably in the top three pass catchers who are healthy at the moment. So definitely, maybe top two. <laughs> yeah, really. So yeah, he uh, he's pretty cheap on uh, on DraftKings, and I think he makes like a unique way to stack this game because like the common thing is going to be like oh Mahomes, Kelsey, McLaurin, which is you know obviously makes sense like duh, but uh, yeah, if you want to add in like Reek and McKissick. You might, you're going to have your stack become a little more unique that way. Oh, yeah. And then maybe grabbing uh, Heineke or something. Yeah, like Heineke on the other side, he's like a, he's a great stream slash value option, I think. Definitely, because he could have a ton of fantasy points. Yeah. They might still lose, but he could he could have a good game. Uh-huh. And I, I imagine a lot of it goes to McLaurin, who McLaurin's a, like he, he should just have a nuts a week, right? I would assume so. How many targets is he going to get? Like I know I talked about McKissick picking up some target slack. But, I mean, McLaurin could get, like, 15 targets this week. And it would make sense. It would make sense. I would be kind of disappointed if he didn't. Because <laughs> uh, I think he's only behind Avante out of the targets this year, if I uh, am remembering that stat correctly. Because he's, wow. uh, he's got 49 on the year. Yeah, he's almost at 10 a game. Yep. So I think we can expect 10 this game. Yeah. Like, re- reasonably. Yeah, because <laughs> the, uh, the Giants and Falcons games where they you know, hit 30, um, he got 14 and 13 targets. So, like, 15 makes sense, especially with how depleted they are. So, I'm, I'm looking for a, a nice 30 DraftKings point Scary Terry day here. Scary Terry. But, yeah, so uh, who, who else in this game? I know, I know we talked about – I don't think we need to talk about Kelsey much. Like, or Reed no. much. It's kind of just a given. Um, <laughs> no, I think Kelsey probably gets the most touchdowns. Um I still think he'll probably gets at least one, mm-hmm. and but I think Kelsey's good for 
I think he could get two this week. Yeah. Like I said, I think Mahomes throws five touchdowns minimum. So if I'm distributing that, I'm giving two probably to Kelsey, one to Reek, and then... One could be to Daryl. Right, one could be to Daryl, and then one is going to be, you know, like Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, someone else, yeah. Noah Gray, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I would say, if you're playing the stack too, like, don't be afraid to play Daryl with, like, Kansas City pass catchers and, like, the Chiefs stack, because that's been fine the last couple of weeks like there was that big Clyde was cheap and it was the right move like he they passed the running back enough and like when that offense just rolls and everyone gets involved like at, at that 5k price it's, I think it's okay to run like Mahomes Daryl Kelsey Reek like all of them together like I, right. I, I don't see it I don't see an issue with it I see no issue <laughs> but yeah it should be a fun game mm-hmm. yeah we're both taking Kansas City like we said but I'm, I'm excited about this game here but uh Next up, we've got Minnesota at Carolina. Both at Minnesota, but man, I don't know what the fuck to make of these teams in general. <laughs> they are both like having overperforming defenses that get a lot of pressure, and they have two quarterbacks that I hate when they're under pressure. <laughs> yeah, both of uh, both of these teams are in a rough spots pressure wise. So on my on my sheet here, I've got like the <clears throat> pressure, like between the. The pressure the defense gets and the pressure the O-line allows, uh, these teams are both at the bottom. So they're both mm-hmm. in kind of the worst situations here. Um, see, I was looking at who like who gets the most and allows the most. I think Minnesota's allowing the most pressure, and then Carolina's like six most or something. And then, let's see. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Minnesota's allowing second most pressure. Broncos are the worst. And then Carolina's allowing the sixth most. And then... Panthers are getting the most, and Vikings are getting the second most on defense. So <laughs> it's just going to be a big bummer for the offensive lines. Might be a rough fantasy day. I I don't want either of the quarterbacks in this one. Um, there's no McCaffrey. I mean, I Chuba's probably okay, but I don't think he's a banger. Cook is probably fine. I'm assuming he's good to go too, right? Yeah, he's expected to be all good to go. So, yeah, I like Cook. Cook might be the only guy I really like. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Maybe DJ Moore. Yeah, well, I, I'm I kind of like Chuba here just because the Vi- the Vikings run defense hasn't been intimidating. So, and like Chuba had a pretty good week last week, but it just was kind of quiet because of how mad that game was. And even this game's mad again. Like he could still be fine. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm not like too excited or anything about this game. There's some of them just have some like cheap tags across DFS like Thielen's really cheap on DraftKings Chuba's <laughs> got a good multiplier on like Super Draft like there's some opportunity to like harvest some value but I don't think it's a, it's, not, it's not a good game environment yeah and I this is a game that could end up with a really low score and that implied like low score total also worries me a bit mm-hmm. like that's my thing with with Chuba Hubbard I think he might get 150 all-purpose yards but I don't know and like get 15 points I think is a nice like ceiling for him basically i don't know if he's gonna hit the end zone i like i don't know who hits the end zone this yeah game. i don't think there's not gonna be a bunch of end zone hitting in this game <laughs> like i think the best bet is just cook and that's about yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not really uh you know too into this game in particular for my guy it was like i was initially i was like you know this game could pop off but i left looking into it more i'm like you know no yeah no not gonna happen to <laughs> but yeah, next up, we've got uh, the Chargers of Baltimore. Probably opposite game here. Love this game. This is such a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, how, wh- where, where are you at on this game? What, what's what's your kind of look at this game here? Um, I mean, looking into both of these teams, it's a little tough, but I think the Ravens are getting healthier. Um, I'm expecting that they might have a couple guys back. I don't know for sure. That's what I'm looking now because I know Sammy Watkins is not going to be yeah, there, I think, but I think, I think he's out. But I think Bateman might be. Back. Yes, it sounds like he's making his return. So, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're gonna get to see him a little bit this week. What worries me the most? See, I'm already torn on this one. What worries me the most in this one is uh, Ronnie Stanley's still out, mm. and so that's Villanueva against Bosa. Uh, Ooh, that's which, rough. Which is rough, <laughs> but. I think the thing that helps Baltimore out in this game is just obviously Lamar's unbelievable willpower, but Lamar's also unbelievable ability to run the football. I think you can run on the Chargers, and the rushing attack of the of the Ravens will be good against them. Um, the problem with the Chargers is they just have so many weapons on offense that I think that they can, as long as they kind of make the right adjustments, they can get points against any team. Yeah, and like we saw the Raiders, sorry, the, the Ravens uh, defense be pretty rough against Indy, and so I think we can all agree the Chargers defense is, or sorry, the Chargers offense is better than Indy's uh, Indy's offense. Oh, so, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm picking the Chargers here with this. Um, Are you pretty confident? Um, not super, but I I like I don't think the Ravens are favored, um, which seems a little off to me. Uh, like I, so, I think Lamar has a good week fantasy wise, and he probably gets a lot of rushing in. Um, they haven't faced much quarterback mobility, but like Mahomes got like four for forty five. Um, but yeah, they haven't really had much like you know, they've not faced old quarterbacks yet to know like how they'd allow it. But they've been allow, allowing rushing rushing production. Um, mm-hmm. I would be more into the Ravens if we had like the standard Ravens like mo. Which sounds kind of weird because, like, as good as it's like passing the ball, you're like, oh, keep doing that. But I think against the Chargers, they actually might be like a little better off if they were able to run more effectively. And that's not been the case this year. So, because like, like the Chargers are a lot weaker against the run. And so they've got right. like, they're not like amazing defense in general, but like they've got enough talent like in the secondary to, you know, I think, you know, handle the Ravens okay. And so. Yeah, I think I think the Ravens would be better off if they were able to run their like standard game plan a little better. Like if they had their healthy line, they had Dobbins and Gus and all that. Oh, definitely. I mean, if they had Dobbins, I'd be picking the Ravens. Yeah, and like they've got good enough linebacker play, and they got like Derwin James. So like I think they're set up to defend Mark Andrews well. Yes, yeah, I was so, about to put him in the mash actually. Yeah, so it's pretty much like they need Hollywood to beat them. And listen, <laughs> like Hollywood's been a lot better this year, but. If, if that's how you kind of have to win, I'm not really feeling super great about that. Yeah. It's it's a really tough game for Baltimore with the injuries they have right now. Mm-hmm. I think if this were the playoffs, like in a few weeks, we might be able to revisit that uh, the idea of the uh, Chargers-Ravens matchup. But I think for now I am taking the Chargers, um, which I guess is an upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't said, feel like it really. Sh- I mean, I guess it's at home, but I don't feel like it should be a huge upset, especially after last game. Like, <laughs> right? It, it doesn't seem really. Uh, not honestly, it doesn't seem it, like correct, but kind of not. <laughs> mm, but yeah, yeah. As, as far as far as players in this game, though, where where are you at there? Well, I'm mashing Mandrews. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think he could get a goose egg this game. Like, watch out, because a lot of people are going to start him because they wish they started him last week Yeah, that because he hadn't out. been doing well. So they're going to start him this week. Don't I would be very wary of Mandrews this week. This is like, uh, this is like paradigm of what Mark Andrews does is tons of points, zero point the next week. So just be careful of that. Um, I do like Lamar. I think he probably has a good fantasy day because he just scooties. The scooties. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting one of those, you know, not expecting 100-yard rushing, but, like, that seems kind of the way he's going to have a good day if he does. So, Yeah, he's going to have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver-wise, I would like to have any kind of footage on Bateman, but I really have nothing other than that I liked him pre-draft. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's going to, you know, get his debut. So, I... Don't think he's gonna get like a lot of run, but say like Samuel Watkins, I don't think is gonna be playing, so they're right. gonna have to get him a little more involved, maybe than they anticipated. And that might Which be would like, be cool. yeah, that might be kind of like the push that they needed to like get him more time because I don't know like how much he would have played this week if Sammy were in, but now that he's out, you're like, oh okay, yeah. But uh, I, uh, I'm I'm pretty into uh, Keaton Allen this week. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, Mike Williams has been like limited all week. I think he's actually like he's questionable <laughs> this week, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Not funny, but like our you know typical Mike Evans. Uh, not sorry, Mike Evans. Mike Williams uh, mo of him like being so good but banged up a lot is now. You know, I, I hope I hope his awesome season run isn't like coming to a close here, and we're just gonna see him intro all the time. But the slot matchup for Baltimore is a lot more favorable. And definitely, he's been getting targets. He's been getting red zone looks. It's just Mike Williams just keeps getting big long touchdowns. So I think he's in line for a good, you know, good outing here. And what should be a lot of scoring? Like he should be getting a ton of targets and a ton of opportunities to score. Like I expect these red zone opportunities to start converting. And then uh, I think that, like I like Eckler a lot too. Like it, he is awesome. He's been amazing for fantasy. He's been amazing for real life. And, oh yeah. Um, the Ravens have are so the Ravens are tied with the Texans for uh, <laughs> for missed tackles. Yeah, and if right? it, if you if anything we say you're tied with the Texans, it's probably bad. So <laughs> yeah, and Eckler can break tackles pretty well. Like he's like oh they they call him like they always in the broadcast they call him like they call him pound for pound, and so right because yeah he he he'll like truck stick you surprisingly so pound for pound he is a very strong man, and uh, this game. I expect to also be fairly popular for DFS. Um, you know, it's got a good total, good players. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But next up, we can move on to the 4 p.m. games. Oh, yeah. We've got Arizona at Cleveland, and this one's getting kind of wild because, like, just 10 minutes ago, the news came out that apparently Cliff Kingsbury's on the COVID list. Uh-oh. So, and he's not going to be coaching this game. So, I Uh-oh. had Arizona, but I don't know what I'm going to do now. This is a TV. I had the... Browns. Then I was gonna switch to Arizona when Chubb went out, and now I think I'm gonna take the Browns again. <laughs> yeah, so Chubb's out, um, and uh, Chandler Jones is out. Yeah, and then Kyler's got like a some shoulder issue that's keeping him limited. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of muff to uh, everything in this game. I was <laughs> I was really excited about it like on Wednesday, and then shit just kind of started hitting the fan. I if if Kyler's shoulder like, is okay. Because that's the thing with him is like we saw his like the shoulder injury slowed down a lot last year, but if that isn't limiting him, this game could still pop off just because like okay like no Cliff isn't ideal, but they've still got like Vance Joseph who 
like has been a head coach and like knows how to like right. you know, I I assume it'll be him as the acting as the head coach. Um, Plus, if you said, "Hey, we don't have a scheme. Kyler and D Hop go out there, and Edmonds and Rondale Moore and AJ Green and uh, yeah, who won't be playing?" I'd be like, "Yeah, you're probably gonna be all right." Yeah, like if anything, <laughs> like yeah, this was like they were just leaning on Hopkins. Like, okay, like simplify this. Lean on Hopkins. A lot of Rondale screens. Like, so. <sighs> I wish, I really wish Ertz could play this week because he would be the first player to just, like, <laughs> get get fantasy production from two games in one week. <laughs> like, he, he would have his point total, and then it, it would, he would get another point total. And be like, he'd have to count both. I mean, he played both. Yeah, that's that'd, what be, drafted. that'd be legit. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think he, I think he should fit in well there. I mean, they were using Max Williams, so... I actually do think he should fit in pretty well. I mean, they haven't really had a standout tight end. Um, Ertz is really good. He's good at the vertical game. I don't know. Could be a nice pairing. Mm-hmm. But for this game, though, um, like I said, Chubb is out. Hopefully it's not extended. Um, I haven't really heard much about it until like, I saw him missing practices. I'm like, oh, apparently something's up with this calf. So Kareem Hunt game, I guess. Uh, they have a pretty good running matchup, especially if Chandler Jones is out. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, Jarvis Landry might be coming back as well um, as an interesting tidbit. They they designated him to return, and it's been like he got hurt what week two I think week two yeah. So it's been like enough not enough time, but it's been you know enough weeks for him to have realistically recovered. So he could. I come thought back he was going to gonna be out four to six weeks, so I'm a little surprised. But hey, that'd eh, be awesome. It is Jarvis. He's usually pretty damn tough. <laughs> <laughs> so he is. I like that matchup if he's playing. Yeah, like they're gonna like they'll probably need him. That's the thing. Like with like Kareem Hunt too. Like he catches passes and he's the primary running back now too. So like it, it's probably gonna be him and Jarvis because you know Baker hates Odell. Apparently, <laughs> maybe we'll get an Odell touchdown this week. And by touchdown, I mean passing touchdown. Oh, to Jarvis Landry or Kareem Hunt. Mm. Can't you see that? I can see that. Or yeah, or vice versa. Like yeah, like an Odell and Jarvis hookup this week. Right. <laughs> Ooh, baby, sign me up. That'd be great. But yeah, this game, this one's tough. We kind of need a little more, uh, like at least I need a little more news on like who's gonna call the plays for Arizona. Like, what's their mo gonna be with like everybody? Um, <laughs> so, oh yeah, so I, I do see this came up like 15 minutes ago. Uh, Kyler fully practiced today. He's not on the injury report, so nice. That makes me feel better. Makes me feel better. Uh, so now it gets tomorrow to rest too. Yeah, I really like him to Hopkins then because we've seen alpha receivers just beat up on the Browns this year. Oh, yeah. At, at Mike Williams last week as the last example. <laughs> so, And DeAndre Hopkins is as alpha wide receiver as they get. Mm-hmm. So, and especially, obviously, you know, losing your head coach is not a plus, but like we said, if they're trying to simplify the game plan, we could see a lot of Hopkins. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> Hopkins. <laughs> Next up, we've got Vegas at Denver. I am unsure on this game. Uh, oh, I'm taking Denver. Sorry. I probably will. There's only, like, there. I don't want much of this game. I think Waller should be in line for a good game. And yes. I have some interest in Javante because of how rough the Raiders' run D's been. But that's uh, pretty much it. Maybe Sutton, but... Yeah, I just, um... I, I don't know. I think we talked about, like, Jacobs potentially doing all right. I think that, uh, so, with all of the noise going on, this is something I said last episode, is just, with all the noise going on for the Raiders, I think 
leaning on your guys makes sense. So I think I like Carr, Renfro, and Jacobs because those are kind of like the the staples there. And, of course, Waller, um, which should go without saying. But, yeah, I, I really like Waller this week. Denver, I just think their run game will be a big part of their offense. Um, so I kind of like Melvin Gordon and Javante. I think I like them both this week. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm looking at like the, the two-headed uh, rushing attack. Yeah. So I'm looking at who's going to have to be on Cortland Sutton, and I assume they'll put Casey Hayward on him. Probably. Yeah. Which I guess will leave Tim Patrick with Amik Robertson, which would that would be that would be favorable for Tim Patrick. Definitely. I guess maybe we can call him like a stream then, with that because Amik yeah, Robertson's I mean, been really bad. <laughs> yeah, he was the one who was uh, really giving up a lot of plays last week. Uh huh. Yeah, and he's week, he's, yeah, he's been struggling a lot since he's had to come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I this this total's low. It's like forty four. It's in Denver, which is always you know a negative for the visiting team. Uh. Yeah. I I really don't know how the Raiders respond. Uh. To this week, and I don't want to you know put my chips on it and find to right. find out. So. Yeah, and, and I think Denver had game, a pretty yeah. rough loss against the Steelers, so I think they also are going to be pretty motivated at home. Denver at home is just hard for me to bet against, but yeah, especially if it if it's like at all like close, you're like Denver's in Denver, because mm-hmm. that that's definitely the biggest home field advantage, I assume, right? Like, it's one of them. They just they just beat teams at home that they have no business beating. Yeah, because you you get that like <laughs> physiologic like physiological advantage. So it's yeah. You get an actual physical advantage against your team when you're in Denver. So but. it's kind of bullshit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> make a move, make a move. But next up, we've got Dallas at New England. We both got Dallas here. And I think we're expecting probably another Zeke week. And we're get, we keep saying that, but they keep getting good rushing matchups, being also on their own rushing. And they keep ending up in games where they should stay ahead and be favored. So. And they're content to run because they're doing it well. I do think that the Cowboys have one of the most sort of like unstoppable offenses this year. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to pick one team to score like a touchdown this year, I think it would probably be Dallas. Yeah, like if you like you have to, you know, your life depends on a drive and a team scoring. They're definitely right. up there. They're definitely up there. Um, it is at home for New England. They are notoriously tougher at home as well. Um, but I don't really care. I don't think Belichick can can uh, scheme against Zeke well enough, and even if he could, there's just too many options for him to throw to. I like Zeke again. We yeah. just saw Davis Mills tear apart the, uh, the the Patriots, so like if he can do that, then I then Dak better be able to. Yeah, like this is the thing. Like it could be also a really good Dak week, just a lot of like efficiency, and so we're not saying like don't play your Cowboys receivers or anything. Yeah, it's just I could not tell you which one it's going to be mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, there, I don't, there's no like obvious scenario with it here. I mean, may, like because they're both like they're both fast. Like you were saying, like oh, speed, speed usually beats the pats. Well, they're you know they're both fast. <laughs> I guess right. maybe CD's a little faster, but it's yeah, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here. But I haven't heard a single peep about Gallup. I'm assuming he's still. Got yeah, some I don't. Time. I don't think he's back yet. He he was like a six weeks type of thing. I thought. Mm-hmm. So. He's not back yet, so we're probably still going to see some Schultz. But New England side, though, this is where it gets, you know, I don't want to say tricky, but New England's had, like, had a pretty high, like, pass rate on the year. They haven't been, like, a, 
like big chunk play tee, but like Max had to throw a lot in some games, and we've seen teams put up like pretty much every team that ends up putting up garbage time points against the Cowboys because they get into garbage time. So yeah, <laughs> do you have like any the only, like, lean? Here? I mean, Trayvon Diggs has gotten an interception every game. Yeah, it's been wild. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> not. Impressive. It's a tough matchup. I think the uh, Patriots are still missing two of their five linemen this week. Yeah, I think they got on Wenu back. Yeah, two were on COVID list and two were hurt. Um, yeah, no Shaq Mason. And That's then, tough. He's I'm not good. sure about uh, Trent Brown. but He's on IR, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah, See, Mike, Michael and Wenu is cleared to return. So. We still won't get Isaiah Wynn back, who is the left tackle. Gotcha. So on Wenu is one of their best linemen, so him coming back is big, especially with him and Andrews. So, so they're missing you know, three. That, that then? helps out. They're missing three linemen then. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Trent, Trent Brown, Brown Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. Didn't see that. So they are missing three. Yeah, yeah. See, they, so haven't, they haven't activated Wynn yet from COVID list, so I assume he's not going to be playing. I mean, there's, no. I guess, there's still a chance because they they activated a Wenu a Wenu today. On, uh, we're recording Friday, so they, I guess they could still bring Wynn back, but. They could potentially be missing three linemen again, which is shitty. Big oof. Against the Dallas defense that has been playing better since they drafted an entire defensive team. <laughs> and brought in Dan Quinn <laughs> to D.C. So And brought in Dan Quinn. Yeah. But with with the New England receiver roulette, um, where, where are you landing here? Hunter Henry. Mm. Skipping, skipping receiver going tight end here? Yeah, I just... Man, I hate playing New England roulette. It's like Russian roulette, but way worse. <laughs> um, the only guy I really feel any sort of confidence in is Hunter Henry. I mean, yeah, like that's fair. <laughs> I, I think I can maybe get behind uh, Bourne here too in a scenario where they're gonna have to be high pace and play catch up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not a bet I'm gonna make though. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like who gets points for New England because they're gonna have to get some, but. They're like they're all cheap in DFS. Like that's that was the one thing I noticed earlier today. I'm like, man, like Aguilar's four K, Bourne or sorry, Bourne's three point eight, Matt Jones is five two. This is all DraftKings. Like mm. Jacoby's not very expensive. Like you could run like a super cheap stack, make it work, but that's that's a that's a large field move there. But the total so, in this game's high is the thing though. Like this the the game total is fifty and a half and Dallas is only favored by three and a half, so like they're predicting New England to get like you know, 24, basically. I think that's a little high. Um, May, well, maybe, maybe by the end of the game. Yeah, that's the thing. Be. I think they'll get there. Like, it'll probably be, you know, 10 before the fourth quarter. But I think they'll get, to, like, they'll probably get to their 24 eventually. Kind of assuming that Trayvon Diggs will be on Jacoby. Yeah, I guess. And he's definitely better than Jacoby Myers, so. Yeah. Now, that does that mean that we get... Aguilar in the slot. Um, so Aguilar's been playing outside. Has he exclusively? Yeah. So like he but, started out. That's right. He started out with Chip Kelly in the slot, and it was stupid. Yeah, because well, Jacoby's been in the slot though. So like, I don't know if they'll move Diggs in on him though. Like, so he could end up seeing Aguilar get Trayvon Diggs. Well, that's what I initially thought, and that makes more sense. But mm, mm. Mm. it's. Yeah, it's. I, I think I kind of lean with you now. Like, just yeah, let's just go Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that the Dallas slot corner is very good for what it's worth. So maybe it is Jacoby Myers' week. Yeah, they've got uh, Jordan Lewis in the slot. He's definitely their weak link of the three. So yeah, 
Yeah, could be. <laughs> maybe it is Jacoby. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Next gross. up. Yeah. Next up, we've got another gross with uh, the Geno-led Seattle Seahawks versus Pittsburgh. We both have Pittsburgh here. Uh, it sounds like I think did they, did they put Chris Carson on IR? I think they put him on IR today. I believe I saw. Damn, really? So. Oh. Um, I don't know if they did or not, but he's uh, he's not going to play this week. I'm going to say yeah, he's on IR through week nine. He is out. Yeah, as uh, <sighs> unideal as that is, I I think Alex Collins is starting running back again. So gross, but if you really need someone like really <laughs> desperately, he might be an option. Uh, I don't know. There's anyone in Seattle I want this game. Like if you have DK and Lockett, you're playing them, and I think we saw DK be Geno's kind of go-to. Like I think mm. I think this I think Geno in hurts Lockett a lot more than DK. I do too, because I think Lockett makes all of the really tough throw catches, like combos. Like it's a throw that most quarterbacks can't make, and it's a catch that a lot of receivers can't make. Yeah, kind like, of thing. He he and Russ are a perfect pairing, but right. Gino, DK though is yeah, like DK is you got like a so backup big. quarterback, <laughs> yeah. throw it up, and he's gonna get it. And Gino has the arm to do it. So I actually think DK. Hey, we're talking about Pittsburgh here. We're talking about broken play. Oh yeah. shit! They're behind us. Broken defensive play. So I don't. I think DK you might. You're probably pretty pretty hesitant because you've got a Gino in there. I think DK is probably fine. A little off a of locket. Yeah, I, I mean, have to p- take Pittsburgh though yeah, and win because DK. So like right now, like yeah, DK can just burn Joe Hayden and James Pierre. Right. Like right. That's no contest. So. I th- like as as shitty as it's gonna be on on Gino there, like D- DK is gonna win <laughs> his matchup. Right. So matter of, like, can can Gino get it to him? Yep. But, now um, uh, the the Seattle O line is fairly healthy, um, which is good. They don't mm-hmm. have anybody out really, which is really big for them. Um, that'll help in protecting Gino, but obviously the best part of the Steelers right now is their defense. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I'm curious how much Pittsburgh is going to have to throw. Like, De- like, if I'm taking Deontay Claypool, I don't know if I have a preference, but they both should be in line with, you know, a more consolidated target share against a shitty defense. Like, I think both are solid options. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's defense is shitty. Yeah. And, <laughs> again, like, no Juju, probably more targets to uh, Najee as well. He's, he's getting the ball just so much that it makes sense. Najee's so getting the ball so damn much. It's absurd. I know. He's going like, to be broken by his third year. He's getting, like, the Cadillac treatment. My word. Yeah, because he is so, yeah, he's getting just so many touches. So he got 16, sorry, 17, 15, uh, 28, 21, 25. 28 was also with the 14 receptions in the Cincy game. <laughs> but he's getting you fantasy points each week because he's getting the ball so fucking much. So damn much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's O-line is butts, but it doesn't matter if he's catching it. Yeah. But both have Pittsburgh here and has some interest in their defense against Geno. So. Yeah. Lastly, we've got the Monday night game of Buffalo at Tennessee. I've got Buffalo. I figured you had Buffalo too. Man, I'm torn on this one. So, really? I'm not. Yes. <laughs> I I wasn't, but I have to look this up really quickly um, because I'm pretty sure... Okay, no. I was going to say almost every team that's beaten the Chiefs has gone on to lose the next week or look really shitty the next week. And I think it's just literal, like, exhaust. <laughs> but, like, like the bu- like, like Buffalo had It's literally like, like a Super themselves. Bowl hangover. But, like, like, 
<laughs> if if the game were like a close shootout, I would be more into that. But like, does that like I'm you know, Baltimore and the Chargers both had like some big close games. Baltimore just went to overtime. Like, okay, that's a bummer. But like Buffalo like squarely beat the Chiefs. Oh yeah, but there was this exact game last year or the year before where it was Buffalo Tennessee and it got postponed and they played on a Tuesday oh, and the yeah. Titans just fucking railed them out of nowhere. They never looked to get like that good again the entire rest of the year and for some reason they just shit stomped the Bills. It was like 42 to 16. Yeah, I and do think I think we might get Julio back this week. And that's the thing is we're going to have Julio and AJ Brown and Derrick Henry back. So they get their three people and we haven't seen all three of them on the field in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. which means there's less tape uh, for the Bills to study. Now, I think you can still scheme fairly well, but I just I got a weird feeling, man. I, I am going to take Buffalo officially, but I'm going to revisit this again because I think that taking that bet on the Titans is one of those odds that's going to be really favorable mm. because it's so unexpected that I think could happen. Gotcha. It's in Tennessee. I've seen this shit before with Tennessee where they they fucking win a game that they have no business winning. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I do think A.J. Brown, like, second week back, um, he was, you know, limited last week and he ended up saying afterwards, like, oh, yeah, I was limited last week. Um, I, I think he's kind of in line for one of his, you know, signature big yak games here oh but. yeah if you're the bills you're like all right trey white get on brown and then julio burns you're like all right white get on julio and <laughs> then brown burns you and you're like shit and then henry burns you and you're like i don't know what to do yeah say so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they're gonna split out their like quarters on their receivers but i think tennessee's defense is just too bad to yeah exa- that's exactly that's the problem like their defense the last time so that bad. happened their defense was very good yeah. And right now their defense stinks. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I know they're not as bad as the Chiefs' defense is, but like, we like we're kind of concerned. Like, as like, but like Buffalo is not going to get stopped against the Chiefs, and like, I don't think they're going to get stopped against <laughs> against the Titans. At least the Titans' secondary is a little better. But I mean, oh, a little. I think I think <laughs> is it is this Diggs week? Like, are we finally going to get Diggs week against the Titans here? I I do think we have a Diggs week. Just hope he doesn't get shitty weather again. <laughs> this is the first time I've gone for the digs week, so I I do think we do get a dig. I also like Dawson Knox again. Hmm. He's been doing well. Uh, there have been a few games watching the Titans where I'm just like, man, if the other team had a tight end mm-hmm. that was good, they would be going ham because the middle of the field is just open for them. Yeah, like Dawson Knox benefits so like this is like the it's sort of like the Dalton Schultz thing in a way. Like you benefit so much from having all this talent around you, and like you just get left open because like. Priority wise, you're way down the list. <laughs> so, and I don't, yeah, like if if he gets on like Rashawn Evans at all, like if he gets like linebackers on it from Tennessee, like oh he's gone, he's he's gonna win that for sure. Oh, definitely. So now, um, does Beasley get most of the slot work? Do they mix it up with him and Sanders? Um, yeah. So the, Diggs and Sanders get some slot work, but it's like when Beasley's on the field, he's in the slot pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's mostly how it goes. Um. But he's he's been like sort of non-existent the last couple of weeks. Oh, he has. But this is a uh, Titans team that's been really bad against that slot, tight end, middle of the field play. Just like all season, week one was Christian Kirk week. I mean, even uh, uh, <laughs> what Crowder uh, for the Jets, right? Was he? Yep, yeah, Crowder, Crowder had a good game. Yeah, <laughs> Crowder had a good game. 
Because, because oh. yeah, we were talking about like them being bad in the slot in the middle of the field. Right. Did, Remember that the LaVisca Chenault almost Dan touchdown. Arnold. Yeah, Dan Arnold <laughs> got six for 64 yep. this past week. So. so I like Knox again. I think Beasley might get some catches, but I do think it's a digs week. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Christian Kirk, who plays pretty much the slot, got five for 72 touchdowns. And Rondell Moore, who, like, those two pretty much split the slot time. Four mm-hmm. for 68. Like, yeah, they're getting crushed in the slot. So, yeah, we might get Beasley week. So, because then he have, like, a good week nice one shot, and then hasn't done anything since then. Was it week one? I, I think it was week one where we had a good Cole Beasley week and then have it since then. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because he he got eight for sixty that week, because I remember like he and uh, pitch for the same price. Oh yeah, in sorry against Washington, he also got eleven for ninety eight, but he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Right. So, touchdown regression coming. Yeah, those yards are building up. Oh yeah, for after after this week, I'll start digging out the air yards and the receiving yards and looking at all that regression. Once like once we have like six games underneath us, I'm like okay, like like that's probably enough to start you know talking about these guys are quote unquote overdue. For, their, mm-hmm. for some regression to hit for him, but de- definitely some not not as tough as last week, but a few a few kind of tough calls in here, especially in the four p.m. Uh, slate. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Arizona, Cleveland. There's just there's news popping up every hour about mm-hmm. a new person not playing or yeah. coaching. <laughs> Den- Denver and Las Vegas. Well, obviously the Raiders are in the middle of a shitstorm right now, and it's in Denver. But it's Denver's also been kind of fool's gold. So mm-hmm. we don't know how good they are. Um, and then Dallas, New England, obviously in New England. Tough tough game for anybody, but we like we like Dak. Yeah, for sure. But that'll wrap up our week six preview. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com and on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle.